Welcome to the A Better Way to Farm podcast, where we share serious secrets about profitable farming. We appreciate you taking the time to join us, and we hope that you'll love the knowledge we share not only with you today, but also in future episodes. So let's get right into it. Hey everyone, Tyler here, field agronomist with A Better Way to Farm, where we spend each and every day providing solutions to farmers to grow better crops and to make more money. I hope you're having a great day, and I thank you for tuning in to our podcast. We really do appreciate the time you give us not only here on this platform, but also on our Facebook page. Today, we have invited a grower from Northeast Iowa on the show. He farms with his parents up in what I'm going to call the bear capital of Iowa. I'm glad they aren't in my neck of the woods, but I know that that's one thing that I always see Snapchats and videos of black bears running around up there. Andy, but Andy, like many other growers that we work with, have actually taken on the task to share his story with friends and neighbors and has put a little coin in his pocket from doing that as well. So I'm excited to have you on the show today. Andy, how you doing? Pretty good. And yourself? Not too bad, man. So I'm doing good. I've had my coffee. You know, here we're approaching midday. So just excited to get to talk with you. I know that that's one thing that we get to see at meetings and some of that stuff, but we never get to sit down and and have a one-on-one. So I'm excited about how this is going to go. And I know that time is of the essence. So I'll try to quit talking and and get right to the point so you can get back to farming. But why don't you go ahead and just start by telling everybody a little bit about yourself. Yeah, I'm 31. I farm up here in Northeast Iowa near uh, Ionia, Iowa, great big metropolis. Farm with my parents. My dad's 71, my mom's 65. So we run right around 1500 acres up here row crop corn and soybeans and up until february of this year we managed a couple hog buildings and gave those up in february and i've started a custom spraying business we do wide dropping late season fungicide corn and soybeans pre post emerge any foliar feeding anything anybody needs custom spraying wise we can do that's awesome that reminds me later on i'm gonna ask for your information so you can drop it on here so if there's anybody that's listening that's close or I mean, that, that custom business, I mean, what, maybe you go down to Texas? <laughs> no, I don't, I don't quite go that far. <laughs> right. But we'll throw your information and your, your contact information out there in case anybody, you know, wants to give you a heads up. I know that's one of the things that we can talk about that in a little bit, but that really opens up the freedom and, and gives farmers and growers the opportunity to kind of do things a little bit different. They're not tied down to a specific retailer or something like that. When they can have a custom guy come in, most of the time, custom guys are pretty open to different products, different practices and stuff like that. So I'm going to ask you about that in a little bit. But the first question that I always ask and that I'm curious about where you're kind of coming from, where's that start at? You started with, you know, you're farming with mom and dad. You've been on the team for a few years now, but before that, what did things look like? What did your operation look like? How are you getting your soil test, your fertility recommendations, what did that kind of look like back then? So before I started working with the Better Way to Farm team, we uh, dealt with a local co-op retailer. They took care of our soil testing for us and, and we could see the data, but it was always just P and K, pH and organic matter. And that's all we ever got. Super simple soil tests. And they kind of seemed like they charged an awful lot compared to what we get paying now for our soil <laughs> yeah. tests. And, and we get an awful lot more data now we used to do just a you know a dry spread in the fall and we've been liquid nitrogen 32 percent for a long time probably started that back in 2006 or 7 we went away from anhydrous to all liquid just a lot safer a lot easier to work with and then we started playing around about 2009 with different starter fertilizers and, and we put starter on our planter 
mainly as a way to try and address some micronutrients that Iowa State was saying were, were short everywhere and you should just be putting out there broadcasting with everything. And we didn't really like the idea of dry broadcast. We were a bigger fan of putting it in the seed trench. So that's why we went to starter fertilizer and we used starter from our local co-op, a uh, 6246, because they had that or 1034O and I never cared for 1034O. So we did the 6246 for years and then had a planter goof up one year and had replicated side-by-sides everywhere because one side of our planter didn't put anything out there and discovered that <laughs> it looked amazing all year. It was way bigger, way healthier looking. But when we got to the yield monitor, there was less than a quarter of a bushel difference between the two. So we'd kind of given up on the starter. We'd gone to just water and our micros in the furrow. And, and then about February or so of 2018, I went to a grower meeting up at Decora, Mason Reilly and Preston were putting on and they kind of opened my eyes to the world of quality starter fertilizer. And after that, I went to the Pro Ag, that last one for the year down in Kansas City in March. And we've been with the team ever since. That's awesome. So what was it about that invitation to that grower meeting that Preston and Mason had that really ultimately got you to there? I mean, I mean things, it seems like you were kind of doing some different things anyway. You know, you, you've realized that hey, maybe anhydrous ammonia is not the way to go. Maybe we could look at a different product. Um, you're already doing some stuff in furrow because you thought that sounds like you can be more efficient. So w- what was it that made you think, ah, you know what, I'm, I'm going to go to that meeting? Well, I'd been following the Better Way to Farm Facebook page for a few years before that, watching Rod's videos. And, and I followed Kurt, actually Dynamite Ag, on Facebook and watching a lot of his info. And when I read the, the invite, I can't even remember what it said now. It's been almost going on almost four years ago now but something in it just really made me start thinking and wondering you know like I said we'd kind of given up on starter fertilizer and at that point and and just some of Rod's videos and and then having a meeting you know it was only 40 minutes from home yep. seemed like it was it was worth going to and I'm, I'm really very glad I did at this point. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. So I'll jump right into that then. So you said, you know what, I've, I've been following this Facebook page. It kind of seems like they're doing some stuff a little bit different, or maybe they have a, a little bit better way to do things. And we got you to go to that first pro ag meeting. So again, kind of walk us through that meeting and then whatever Preston or Mason said to get you to that pro ag meeting. Were you a little bit skeptical or were you still pretty open to it? What was kind of your thought process when you kind of first started hearing about some of this stuff? Well, I was very skeptical going to that first pro ag, hearing how you could do all your your fertility through a liquid system and and get by with so few gallons for a year. I just didn't think it was possible, but I wanted (laughs) to go and and get to hear the science. And and that was the the best thing about the pro ag to me. You know, at that point, Denny Damon was still doing them all. Yeah. and so I went down to Kansas City there and he went through all the science. He didn't, it wasn't a two day sale meeting. It wasn't two days of them just forcing products down your throat. It was two days of here's the agronomic info. This is how everything in the world works. And this is how we built our products to match the agronomy of the world. We didn't make our agronomy match the products we already made. They made the products to fit the agronomy of the world. And, yep. and hearing that at the two-day pro-ag, and, and actually down there, I talked to Dan Snetcher, who unfortunately is no longer with us, but, but hearing it from, you know, at that time, what he seemed to be a pretty big farmer doing it, you know, my question was always the time, the whether it was feasible to do all this micros and everything and, and go to the furrow jets and high gallons and whatnot, a starter. Talking to a, a larger farmer down there, that really kind of confirmed it to me that it wasn't all 
smoke and mirrors and uh and just like i said the seeing seeing the science first and then how they built their products to match the science was was huge yeah and that's one of the things i'm glad you mentioned you know kind of some of the networking and and kind of the science behind it so i'm going to touch on the networking first you know to me that is a a huge i'm going to call it like an added bonus or an added benefit of going to it you know we we talk all the time you know i've been doing this since 2014 really been doing it since 2016 really promoting it as a business. But that's one of the things that it's so hard to try to explain the networking side of it. You know, when you can meet guys like a, a Dan Snetcher or, you know, a Kip Cullers or a Jerry Cox, Chris Ledbetter, you know, the guys that are really making things work. You know, I think of Dave Schrock, I've become good friends with him and he, you know, he's out in Indiana. Some of the guys that you get to talk to and they say, yeah, absolutely. This is how I'm growing 300 bushel corn or, you know, whatever the deal is. It's a really cool opportunity. And so I really appreciate you saying that, Andy, because that's one of the kind of the added benefits because, you know, there is a, a charge to it. Just just like any other, you know, educational event, you know, the free ones are are free, but you get what you pay for, right? The ones that you get some value out of actually are the ones that there's a little bit of charge to. And that was one of the things that that you kind of had to do as well. Everybody, everybody that, you know, is into this program, they have to they kind of have to pay to go and get that education from it. But I want to hit on that education a little bit. So when you went there and you were listening to Denny talk about some of this stuff, how much value do you think you got out of that? You know, you had to sacrifice two days and were you doing hogs still at that time? Or were you just we were, yeah. Yeah, no, so we were still doing hogs. So you got to leave livestock behind. You've got to leave, you know, help behind to put a dent in this tractor or that truck or whatever. And you've got to go down for, like you said, two days. You're paying money to do it. You've got to go down and listen to some guy talk. You're super skeptical. But when you left there, kind of walk us through that feeling. When you left and you headed back up to Northeast Iowa, what what was going through your mind at that point? Uh, after leaving the meeting, I had a whole list of products I wanted to try for the year. <laughs> I can't remember if I gave Preston a list that day that I wanted to order or if it was the next day I emailed it to him. But, you know, we tried a little little starter that first year from you. We tried some Guardian, some Wex, a uh, little Amplify, tried the soybean recipe that they give out at the meeting. And, you know, we did lots of trials that first year and everything worked just yep. exactly like it was supposed to. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, that first year we came home and we tried some Guardian and I split a farm, 120, square 120, right down the middle. And I put Guardian on one side and I put a, a competitive nitropyrin product on the other side. And all said and done, a 26 bushel difference between the two. And, you know, we had a, a true side by side, you know, we combined 16 rows and 16 rows and compared them through a, a scale. And, and it was actually bigger than that at that point. But field average, the 60 acre chunk versus 60 acre chunk was 26 bushels better with that guardian product so that was just huge to me seeing that seeing the quality of the wax how much that can prove everything it just was a, a huge eye-opener to see just how amazing all our products work so i've got to go back to that because this is the best part about you know andy i know a little bit of your story and every interview that i get to do i i know most everybody's stories and i love how we can all so casually and nonchalantly talk about some of these yield gains you know now that you've been in the system for a few years it's not like holy smokes this is you know 26 bushels and you know this is great i mean you just expect that kind of higher quality kind of higher output but ultimately what i want to get to that 26 bushels what was your you probably don't have these numbers in front of you but what what was your roi was it a positive roi or was it a negative roi 
definitely positive on the Guardian. It was yeah. uh, actually the nitropyrin product was actually costing us bushels. So, oh, that, interesting. So the other the, com- the other competitive product was actually costing you money, where this was actually a, a net positive return. Correct. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> that's fantastic. So, you know, that's one of the biggest things, and and I'll I'll kind of allude to this in a little bit, but. One of the nice things about that ProAg program that you mentioned is that you can leave there and you can go out and you can try some stuff or you can t- kind of take a look at some stuff without really a true soil test. But now that you've been in it a year and you've kind of seen some of the stuff, you've seen the soil testing program that we do and all that stuff. Walk us through the soil tests that you've done and how that's really kind of changed or maybe increased your efficiency the way that you put your fertility package together, how did that kind of change that program? So after 2018, that year, you know, 2019, I decided I was going to take one farm and we soil sampled it that year and we gave it the full program, everything that our soil test called for, we did on that farm and we raised the biggest corn crop we'd ever raised. (laughs) And and that was just fantastic to see. And it addressed an awful lot of micronutrients we didn't even know we were short on. Like what, for instance? Boron was a huge one. I can't remember what our soil test levels were, but I think it calls for six pints. So they're, they're kind of low. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, you know, that's one of the things that a lot of people nowadays are talking about sulfur and some people are even coming out and saying, Hey, we all, we all know that sulfur leaches like nitrogen does. Well, we've been singing that song for you know, over 30 years. The other side of that is boron, right? So boron is negatively charged as well. Leaches just like sulfur just like nitrogen. And a lot of people don't really realize that they sit there and they say, you know, let's address micros. And by micros, they mean exactly that sulfur, maybe some zinc, maybe now some guys are starting to do some manganese, but boron is absolutely critical. So now that you've kind of seen what we do in that program, you had an unbelievable 2018. Now 2019, you do a full program. So what does 2020 look like and how are you starting to kind of base your fertility program off of the things that you've done in the past in those soil tests. So fall of 2019, we went through and soil tested every acre and ran it all through the system. And now every acre gets the full program every year. I really like the program because you pull the tests and let's like this year, for instance, we were super dry for a long time. So we thought our yield capability wasn't quite going to be there. So we backed way down on our wide drop and we come back in our wide drop application and do some more micros and stuff in that and we didn't think the yield potential was there so went in the system and changed my yield goal and backed off of my micros and then we got some late rains and things really turned around and so through our, our fungicide application we threw a few micros and stuff back out there and now we're raising phenomenal corn for the year so so how important do you think that is to be able to basically shift on the fly or kind of change your fertility program actually based on the weather in the season. How important is that to you? I think that's huge. I think, you know, when we used to do a dry broadcast, you know, what was out there is what was out there and what you had is what you had. Now we can kind of put some out there with our planter. We can come back and foliar feed. We can wide drop. We can foliar feed again. You know, we, we've got multiple options. We don't have our full investment out there in November, you know, now we can put a little down there in April. We can put some more in May and June. We can do some more in July and again in August. And, and, and we can, you know, if, if our corn crop's not going to be there, I don't have to spend near as many dollars on fertilizer as I would have if I'd have put it all on back in October 
or if we've had a tremendous year and suddenly I think that, you know, I might raise 30 bushel more than I was planning on, I can go in the system and, and tweak it and, and it'll give me spit out my recipes for the year and I can adjust it that way if I think I'm going to have a phenomenal year. Yeah, that's one of the things that, again, now that I've been doing this for a few years, I think about the growers right now. I mean, just a couple of days ago, I was taking my daughter into town for one of her early morning practices and I saw the co-op truck. They had two floaters and two tenders that had had pulled out and they were hitting the road. And I thought, man, you know, here it is. People are so, I'm going to say fearful of the way the current pricing is and especially product supply. You know, that's a huge challenge we're going to run into this year. And, and I love the fact that you mentioned that, that you were able to really fine tune your program because that's ultimately what we're all about through A Better Way to Farm and through the Conklin system. We can really fine tune that. And if you go out there, yeah, you can put down some fertility early on, but we're not putting it out in the fall. So now when spring rolls around, yeah, you want to take advantage of some product pricing and some ordering and stuff, but you can still kind of fine tune that. You know, we have guys all the time that say, you know, I I bought so much for the beginning of the season and, you know, we got too much rain or not enough rain or whatever the deal is, they can kind of hold off on that. Right. And then they're going to, like you said, if things start to shape up, then all of a sudden now you're making a, a foliar pass or you're putting, you know, some more nutrition out there that you still need throughout the year, but you're able to kind of fine tune that. And to me, that's absolutely critical when it comes to efficiency, increased ROI, and, and ultimately, you know, your bottom line, right? And making you guys money. So Andy, now that you've kind of done this program, you're digging into the soil test, you're able to ultimately basically change your your whole fertility program on the fly you know this isn't something that you've got to buy the product and get it applied in the winter you know the fall or the winter time you certainly obviously want to purchase the product in the fall when we've got the best discounts and everything like that but here we are going through you know 2020 and now we're into 2021 so what has been the biggest thing for you when you look back at 2018 and kind of previous what are some of those things that you're like, man, I, I'm so thankful that we're doing this. We're finally able to to kind of do these things with our operation because the yields or, you know, the money, whatever it is. What are some of those things that has kind of freed up in your life? Well, we uh, we managed to, to no longer have to take care of those hog buildings. So that frees up. Well, you'd think it'd free up a lot of time. But then I bought a newer sprayer so we could do our own custom or, you know, our wide dropping and late season fungicide because we were paying enough money that it was a fairly decent down payment towards the sprayer, but yep. now we've started this custom spraying business and, you know, using a lot of these products in that. <clears throat> so I, I've got to go back to that then real quick. You like, you got out of the hog business because of the operation was doing that much better or it just kind of coincided that that's interesting. Just kind of coincided. I guess it wasn't really a because, but, okay. um, but definitely helped though. Then it did. It yeah. did. Yes. Okay. That's awesome. That's awesome. So I'm starting to feel like if you would have been doing everything the way you were and you weren't increasing your yields or, or, or kind of bringing home more money to the bottom line, then, then the hogs might have still been, you know, something that you would have had to deal with. Correct. Yep. Yeah. I think we would still be having to do them. Yeah. It just gave you the op- opportunity to say, you know what, we, we don't really need to do these anymore. We've got an opportunity to get out. So let's get out now. Correct. That's awesome. Okay. That's fantastic. To me, that's huge, right? It just gives you more options. And when you think about the growers that, you know, I mentioned before that that you're on the sales side as well now, it, you know, I don't think it started that way. I don't think, 
Um, (laughs) you know, but we always, we always give that option. Right. But that's one of the things that when we help growers out and they're like, man, this is working for me. And then the neighbors start knocking, you know, on your door and you say, well, I'm doing this and doing that. And then you can say, well, you know, really it, it gave us the opportunity to get rid of whatever, you know, in your case, it was hogs, but maybe it's maybe a custom trucking or, you know, something along those lines. It kind of gives you that flexibility and that freedom to kind of choose ultimately what you want to do and not necessarily what you have to do. So explain to everyone that's listening a little bit about where you've kind of taken this because again, you're building this team. So kind of share that. I know that you didn't start, you know, you didn't want to start in sales. I, that's kind of, I kind of had to start in sales because I don't, I didn't farm. I've been in sales my whole life, but kind of share that experience a little bit. So yeah, when I started out, I had absolutely no interest in, in being a salesman with the Better Way to Farm team at all. I just wanted to buy the products and use them. And, and if, you know, after the first couple of years, we were, we were about the only, well, one of the few growers in our area using starter fertilizer. And people were reading in wonderful farm magazines about starter fertilizers <laughs> and, and everything. And, and so people would call me and ask questions about it. And after about a year of answering questions and and I just kind of decided that, well, if these people are calling me to ask questions about our fertility program and what we're doing and how our corn is so much darker green all year and everything, and, and maybe I just as well be on the sales side at that point, if I'm answering questions anyway, I just as well be in the sales, I guess. Yeah. And ultimately, when you then, think about a, a sales job, do we have any quotas or, or anything like that? I mean, are are we pushing you to the point where you're like, this is ridiculous. I can't do this anymore. No, it is totally up to me how much I want to. If I ever want to stop selling, that's totally my choice. If I want to do try and sell fertilizer to the whole United States, that's up to me. Yep. So it's it's totally your own decision on what you want to do and how big a business you want to do. So Yeah. And you know, to me I, I really appreciate that side of it as well because this again, I, I've been on the the sales side since two thousand seven, uh in ag sales. And that's one of the things that this team environment is unlike anything I've ever been a part of before. You know, it really, it's more about motivation um, and encouragement. And it's not so much about, you know, making sure you're meeting quotas and and you've got to do this and you've got to do that, or your job is on the line. This is something that, you know, ultimately, whether you have experience or not, we definitely have the training like you alluded to with that pro ag program. And we also have, you know, Conklin business seminar, which I talk about national convention, which will be here before we know it. But there's opportunities for people, whether you're a grower or not, to take advantage of even on the sales side. So I wanted to drop that out there real quick. But now getting back to the farming, as we start to kind of wrap up this podcast, I wanted to really ultimately ask you, what are some of those things that you really felt like, whether it was the training or whether it's the products or whether it's some information that Rod shared or somebody shared, what was it that really has kind of stuck with you some of those things that you definitely recommend when someone asks, you know, what are you guys doing now? And you say, this is what I'm doing. Well, definitely. I think everybody needs to go to in the fall when they got field days going on a little late to go to those now, but when there's a field day, if it's within 10 hours, you, you better should be going to it and seeing what these products can do in real life, you know, in your hands, not on a computer screen, not in a video. And then absolutely. I think people need to go to that two day principles of agronomy training wherever you can get to one, you need to go. You know, I went through Iowa State University. I've got an agricultural studies degree and a minor in agronomy. I was not very far away from a second major in agronomy. 
And I can tell you right now, I learned way more in them two days listening to Denny Damon that was applicable in real life, not just science, but than I ever did in my four years at Iowa State. Well, I shouldn't say more, but <laughs> more applicable, you know, things that I could do here at home. Yeah, and we don't need to go into my Iowa State experience, but, you know, that was one of the things that you know, I was able to to do as well, you know, go to Iowa State and get my degree. And, and then, you know, when I go work at the co-op, I think, hey, this is the best thing and, and I don't need to do anything else because I've already got, you know, the cat by the tail and and I've already got this stuff figured out. So that's one of the things I definitely appreciate is, you know, my time at Iowa State, your time at Iowa State. But that's the coolest part about the trainings that we offer. There's just so much information that ultimately it doesn't matter where your skill level's at. You come to these meetings, you can check them out, and you can absolutely change your operation to change it for the better, you know. And so I, I really do, you know, appreciate that side of it. So what is, you know, besides that fundamentals of agronomy, the, the pro ag training, and, and by the way, we're going to start firing those up in December. So if you're listening to this podcast, they run from December all the way through mid-March. Uh, they're all across the United States. Just get with someone, you know, whether it's Andy or myself or Rod, reach out to the team, the Facebook page. We're always dropping information there. You can send Karen a message and you can fill out some information and we'll get back to you. But what really, as these growers finish up this podcast and they shut things down, what are some thoughts from, from your heart that these they've got to do? They've got to do it today as they're listening to this. What is that one thing or two things that really drives a point home? I think you absolutely need to reach out to somebody on the Better Way Farm team and you need to open your account. You need to open that wholesale account and you need to get to these trainings. Fertilizer prices are through the roof. This is the year people really need to be, you know, reeling in those dollars and and just figuring out where they should be spending their money. And there's no better company to, to deal with than the Conklin Company and the Better Way to Farm team. You know, Mr. Herbster is a farmer. He's, you know, the first ever pro ag I went to there in Kansas City. He showed up to talk to it, had no idea. Actually, when he started talking, I didn't know who he was until he kind of <laughs> gave an, an intro. And then it was just kind of eye-opening that here is the owner of this company, and he's coming to this room with 40 growers in Kansas City. You know, as far as I was concerned, a bunch of nobodies, really. And, and here's the, the owner of this company coming in and, and talking to us. And, and Kip Colors was there, and he gave a talk. And yep. just hearing the, those guys talk about how amazing this company is and now being with them for a few years – it really is true that the that what they care about is is our bottom line, not their bottom line, and they care about making amazing quality products and taking care of their customers, not about the customers taking care of them. There's yep. just a way different company than any other out there, and they're just amazing to work with, and can't imagine a better company to do business with. Yeah, Andy, I certainly appreciate that. You know, that's one of the reasons why I'm here as well. I had an opportunity to, like we all do, we, we all can work with whoever we want to work with. We can use products, you know, from wherever we want to use products from. But this company is truly different. And so I really appreciate you saying that. As we close this thing down, Andy, I, I told you uh, before, because your custom application business and what you're doing for the team want you to kind of share your information, uh, you know, I don't know, you know, a social media platform, uh, at least a phone number, maybe email address or something like that. Why don't you go ahead and share with the growers listening today, how they could uh, reach out to you and contact you. So I'm on Facebook. Uh, Andy Chambers is my name on there. I'm also on Instagram, which I believe is linked to my Facebook because I don't remember what my name is on that. 
my cell phone number is 641-330-9565. You can call me, text me. My email address is achambers, A-C-H-A-M-B-E-R-S, 1355 at gmail.com. You can shoot me an email on there and get a hold of me any way you want. And uh, anything we can do to help you out, we'll gladly do it. Awesome, Andy. Well, thank you very much for the time, bud. We greatly appreciate the conversation, and we absolutely look forward to seeing you at some of the upcoming events. And we hope that you then enjoyed today's conversation, and then we ask that you please review our content and drop a comment. We also ask that you follow A Better Way to Farm on Facebook and like and share that page with your family, your friends, or anyone you may know that would find value in what we do. We just opened an online apparel store, so go check out that. Get you some fresh swag and show us what you picked up. The next time we see you at one of those ProAg meetings, and we hope that you have a better day. Thank you for joining us this week on the A Better Way to Farm podcast. If you found value in this episode, we would appreciate you rating us on iTunes or simply sharing with a friend. If you like this show, be sure to subscribe and tune in next time for serious secrets about profitable farming. You're listening on the Verbal Crowd Network. Find more great shows at verbalcrowd.com.